I want to talk to us tonight. Um, it's not going to be anything deeply spiritual, although it is going to be important um, to us in our lives. I think it's important anyways. I want to uh, do a bunch of things here tonight. I want to start off by asking you a couple of things. Before you give me your answer, just let me give you the scenarios. Um, I hope they will illustrate what I'm trying to get to. All things being equal. If you had the best of the best flying your plane. So technical knowledge, ability, all things being equal. And you were in a absolutely severe storm. And the pilot had to land the plane. What would be the one thing that you wished that he had? Don't answer. Think about it. All things being equal. All pilots. It's not you can't, you can't say I want this pilot or that pilot because they're a better, better pilot. All things being equal. Best pilot. Got to land the plane. Severe storm. You want to get down safe. What is the one thing you wish that he had? Second, if you were having a life-threatening surgery where your life was in the balance and your surgeon, all things being equal, what is a thoracic surgeon? Heart? Okay, so we'll call it a thoracic surgeon. You were having some heart surgery. All things being equal, this was the best of the best. Okay, and you were having that surgery, and he was the most experienced, has the highest rate, all things, all that, the best of the best. Again, what is the one thing that you would want that surgeon to have? outside of what the best of the best is, okay? He knows what he's doing. He's the best at it. Three, if you were in a fire and you were trapped in your house and there was no way for you to get out and the fire department was there and they were, you were counting on them coming to get to you, best firemen, best trained, best equipment. What would be the one thing that you would want for them to have to rescue you? Now we can get our answers. Brother B. Okay. It would be, a, that's a good thing. That's not the answer I'm looking for. But that's fine. Yes? The same thing in all three circumstances. The same thing in all three circumstances. What is the one thing you would wish for them to have? Huh. No. No. Sister B? 
they, they already have that ability. They're the best of the best. Huh? You'd want that, but that's to me. This is my own personal opinion, okay? So I'm not basing this on. Everybody's right. I'm not basing this on any fact or any survey or anything. I came up with this as dumb as they are. I came up with this all on my own to ask you think these things to get into our lesson today. Air, but that's only for one circumstance. For all three, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't hear all the scenarios. Okay. Okay. Three scenarios. Brother Jonathan, it's good to see you. You don't have to sit over there. Move over here with everybody else. Amen. Confidence is a great answer. Twenty twenty vision was close. The one thing that I would want, the one thing that I would want for that pilot to have, the best pilot that there is, the one thing that I would want for that surgeon to have, the best one that there is, giving me my heart surgery, the one thing that I would like for that fireman to have, best equipment, best fireman, one thing I would like for all of them to have is focus. If the pilot becomes distracted and loses his focus, no matter how skilled he is, he might not be able to land that plane. If the surgeon is distracted and doesn't have focus, he might cut where he doesn't need to cut the same thing with the fireman if he's distracted he may not be able to get into each of you focus focus it's so important in our life focus i want to try to talk to us about it tonight um you know it again this is just something that i came up with and we'll talk about different things i'm going to reference several different articles I did some reading on it, and uh, we'll do a couple of a couple of other things here tonight. But focus, I think focus is so important in our lives altogether and in our spiritual life. Focus. Psalms 46 and 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. It goes to focus. We have to put our attention upon him. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we read the story of Elijah. I will not go through the entire story and read it. There's a good portion of the chapter there. But we read the story of Elijah where he had just come off of the great victory against the, the prophets of Baal, uh, God showed himself to be real, went up on the mountain, rain came, all of that. Next chapter, that was chapter 18. Chapter 19, we find Elijah extremely discouraged. He lost his will to live. If you'll allow me, 
We do not read these words in the Bible. I do not want to take the Bible out of context. But if you will allow me to put it this way, he lost his focus. He got underneath the tree. He said, I want to die. Here's a man of God, called of God, used of God, just saw great miracles. But he lost his focus. And how easy is that for us to, to have that happen in our lives, to lose our focus? What did the Lord do? We read through the story. He went out into the wilderness, sat underneath the juniper tree, wanted to die. But the Lord had to restore, again, if you'll allow me, the Lord had to restore his focus again. What was it all about? What was he here to do? What was he called to do? And he had to restore that focus. And so underneath that juniper tree, we see that an angel came and, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and God fed him. And then he, he went out again and an angel came again and God fed him. And then we know that uh, uh, he spoke with the Lord. Amen. And the Lord asked him a question. And took him up to a cave and he asked him a question. What doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing? What is your purpose? Why are you here? Again, if you'll allow me to, 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 to focus, I hate to use that word double there, but if you'll allow me to focus on the, his focus, he had lost his focus. Why are you here? He had been called for a specific purpose, a specific reason. The hand of the Lord was upon his life. But he got to a point where he lost his focus, and God asked him, why are you here? What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous, for the children of Israel have forsaken thine covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets, and I, even I am the only one. And they seek to take my life. And so the Lord said, go, stand before the mountain. And what did the Lord do? The Lord passed by. A great strong wind, the Bible says, rent the mountains, but the Lord was not in it. It broke the rocks. There was an earthquake, and the Lord was not in it. And after the earthquake, a fire, and the Lord was not in it. See, it's not all about external. It's not all about things. But God has to get us to a place where we can get the focus back. And it was in the still, small voice. After God took him through all these things to bring that focus back. And he heard the still, small voice. And the Bible says he wrapped his face in the mantle and went out of the cave. And the second time the Lord asked him the same thing. What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said the same thing. I'm the only one left. I've been very jealous. And what did the Lord do? He said, okay, we've got to get you back doing what you're supposed to be doing. You've got to get your focus back. And he began to tell him again. He said, go. Now, I'm trying to, to correlate this to our, our theme for the year of 2020 vision. 
Amen. Of reaching. And I hope you've taken the cards that we had and you've, you've started to fill them out of 20 prodigals that we'd like to reach and 20 new souls that we'd like to reach. And you're praying for them and interceding and asking God to help you to be a part of that. I believe God can do that for us this year as a church. But again, I want to use this here today is we've got to have our focus. We've got to focus on the work of the Lord, of doing God's work and his will. We can't let outside distractions. We, 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 every year, it seems like we go through stages in the church here. And every year, we, 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 in the beginning of the year, we see something and we, we get on fire and, and that's great. But sometimes throughout the year, it seems to dwindle and we seem to just kind of go along our way. Amen. And then next year it happens again and we're all great and services are great and we're bringing people to church and it kind of dwindles down. I really would like for us to understand focus. To remain to to maintain our focus and not let outside distractions move us away from what God is calling us to do. And so he said, I want you to go. The Lord said to him, I want you to anoint the king of Haziel. I want you to anoint Jehu. Amen. I want you to anoint them. And then as, as he went, they did that. And he found Elisha. And he's your successor. Anoint him. And that's what he did. He went out. And he, the Bible says that he went out and he did the work of the Lord. So Elisha depend, de, departed. Excuse me. He, he uh, went out and he did the work of the Lord. Amen. And so the scripture lets us to know that we need to be still at times. To be still. Why? So that God, you can use the word focus or refocus so that we can get focused into what God wants for us to do. Colossians chapter 3 talks to us. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Set your affection on things above, not on the earth. What is that? That's where our focus needs to be. On his work, not on things down here. Yes, we have to go to work every day. Yes, we have to pay our bills. Yes, we have to do all these things. They're all required of us. To be a good Christian, we still have to do all these things. But our focus needs to be in a certain place. It's not on paying my bills. It's not on the things of this world. Those are things we do. But our focus needs to be on things above, on the work of the Lord. So many things, so many things uh, vie for our attention. There's no doubt about it. You look anywhere today and you will find that people are busy uh, doing things, mostly on their phones, mostly technology things. There's hardly any place you go that you don't see 
lots of people, I won't say majority, but you don't see lots of people with their phones out and doing things on their phones. Because there's so many distractions, there's so many things that are trying to vie for our attention, especially us as Christians. There's things that we know we should be involved in. We know we should be faithful to the Lord. We know we should be dedicated to the Lord. We know we should have a prayer life. More than just, more than just a now I lay me down to sleep prayer life. I mean, we really, we really need to take a look at our prayer lives. Some of the things, if I get to it tonight, I do have some 27 or 28 pages of notes, and I know I'm not going to get to all of them tonight. But some of the things are taking a look, taking stock, doing self-examination in our own lives. Not according to, to what we would desire, but according to what we should be doing. And one of those is our prayer life. We really need to stop and look at our prayer life. A man told me years ago, I, I heard it say this, and I'm not saying I agree with it. In fact, I will tell you I don't agree with it, but the principle is correct. He made this statement that if you don't pray one hour a day, you're not going to go to heaven. Well, I don't agree with that. But I do agree that we should have a consistent, dedicated prayer life, and it needs to be more than what I mentioned before, a now I lay me down to sleep, cursory prayer life. And you can raise your hands if somebody comes into church and says, do you have a prayer life? And you can raise your hand and say, do you pray every day? And, and you, you can, you know, let everybody see that I've got my hand raised. But you are the only one. You are the only one that knows what your prayer life is all about. You're not fooling God. Prayer is essential in our lives. We can read it throughout the scripture. Pray without ceasing. Where does things come from? This kind goeth out, but by prayer and fasting. It's not the kind of prayer that you just wisp along or while you're walking down the road saying, God bless this one. Sometimes it requires real prayer. Seven days What's the saying? Seven days without prayer makes one W-E-A-K. Why don't I have the power I need to have? Why don't I have things happening in my life the way they should be happening? Why this? Why that? Why the other thing? Many of those answers to those questions will go back to your prayer life. And only you are the one that can be honest with yourself to say, am I praying the way I should or am I not praying the way I should? So, so many things vie for our attention, but, you know, we need to be involved in the work of the Lord. Article called Prioritization Over Procrastination was written by Martha Wilson. I, wanna, I want to uh, 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 bring several points out of this article to you. I, I realize that we're not quoting scripture and verse. That was not my intent. I told you that from the start. But I'm trying to get us to understand that we need to focus or refocus back on the work of the Lord. So 
The article wrote and said that many of us find ourselves rushed and overscheduled. As I was going through these things and doing some reading, uh, I, I look at my own life and I see how much I try to, I, sometimes I convince myself that it's, it's a necessity, but I'll, I'll back off of that, that I try to cram in to get things done. I've had so many people say, Brother Dibble, we don't know how you do everything that you do and get it done. That's the way people's lives are. They become rushed and they become over overscheduled. And according to uh, Martha Wilson here, it, it can lead to a temptation to turn to procrastination. She goes on and, and writes in her article that no time management technique, and we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute, but no time management te technique will work if we continually put things off. Procrastination is a bad habit and a clear sign that our time is not being managed well. Performance requires productive routines. Procrastination creates at best erratic performance, which in turn can create a series of crises that can affect others. Now, procrastination comes in all, all kinds of things. We, we can procrastinate in all kinds of things. Child is told to clean their room. Or an adult, we always pick on the kids in their rooms, but an adult, their garage. How many have you heard stories about the garage? Oh, I got to clean the garage. I got to clean the garage. I got to clean the garage. And it just, when you don't do it, what happens? It just keeps building up and building up and building up and building up. In my own basement right now, I keep saying to myself, I got to get down there and clean my basement. I got to clean my basement. I did it about a year ago. I went through the basement. I cleaned it all out. I got plenty of my wife is smiling at me. Look at her. She's part of the cause, though. I got to clean it up. I get it all cleaned up, and that's great. Now I got plenty of room down there. I got my work shelves back up. I got the bookshelves back out. I got everything where you can get at everything. And slowly over the course of time, things begin to find their way. I don't have no place in the house for it. I'll just put it in the basement. I'll get to it in a little while. I don't have no place for this. I'll just put it in the basement. I'll get to it in a little while. Now we have a little path. It's hard to go off the path in my basement. If you do, you're in trouble. A little path. And I keep saying to myself, I got to clean it. I got to clean it. I got to clean it. I wish I had a basement like Brother B's, perfectly clean, everything in order. You know, not like that anymore. <laughs> but what, what, what is it about, you know, in my 
It's procrastination. I'll get to it. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. There's certain things we can't procrastinate with. Amen. There's an argument that asserts that many talented people do their best work under pressure. I can empathize with that, certainly. Because I find myself in that condition a lot. And in a sense, that's true. There are... There are instances when everyone must step up to the plate and work at top speed under intense pressure. The problem occurs when the exception becomes the habit and the habit becomes the culture. What are you saying? We can't always do everything at the last minute. I've got, I've got, what do they call them? One of those, uh, you have a word and you put other words to them. No, 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 no. Acrostic. Is that what it is? Acrostic. You put a word down, you put other words to them. I'm working on an acrostic now that I want to bring to us. Uh, Ape. A-P-E. Amen. It has, it has to do with this. Amen. Effectiveness. How effective are we? It, it can't be always done last minute. There's some things that have to be planned. They have to be prepared before time. If you're always running last minute, it's not good. It becomes a habit and then it becomes a culture. And you get caught up in that. And, and God, I don't believe God ever intended for it. I think, I think things in the work of the Lord, there needs to be planning. Amen. So living close to the edge uh, can sometimes Im- improve rather than diminish quality. Amen. And so uh, Martha went on and she wrote a bunch of things. Amen. Uh, she said this often, uh, one, one solution to pra- procrastination is time management. We need to learn how to manage our time. Say, well, I've got so much going on, but stop and look at what you spend your time on. If you spend four hours in front of the television every night, that's really not good time management, is it? I'm just using that as an example. What do you spend your time on opposed to the things that need to get done? So procrastination can become a bad habit. Amen. Um, you, can, you can work through those things, and if I get to it, we want to talk about it later. But we can, uh, you know, one of the things you have to do in a project, say, if you're thinking of doing something, you've got to, uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, one that meditates for the sake of how, why they meditate. But I do, think, I do think that we have to prepare mentally and visually uh, if we're going to be working on a project. For instance, when I, when, I, when I work on a building project, one of the things I sit down, and I, I, if I have building plans, it's great. If I'm working to a blueprint, it's great. 
when they give me a blueprint at work and say, here, make this part, I only have to look at that. I can do everything it says on there. I, I find out how to do it, and I make it. But there's other times in different projects they'll bring me something at work and say, this is a concept we have, make it. So now I've got to sit down and visualize what it would be if I, if I build a deck. Usually I do it like my deck and my, my mom and dad's deck. I just it, I, I visualize it. This is what I want it to be. And then I go about working at it. You have to collect materials needed and choose a good place to work. Then you got to start working. Amen. What is, what is, uh, 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 I can't prove this beyond anything of my own opinion. Okay. There's no medical data. There's no data out there. I'm just giving you stuff that I, I, I have tonight. You know, one of, what is one of the main reasons people go on a diet and then they don't lose weight and they go off the diet? A lot of times, lack of focus. They have a lack of focus. Amen. You know, um, you you have to you have to maintain your focus for what you're doing. Why do people start projects and never finish projects? A lack of focus. You lose your focus in what you're doing. It's so important, and and we are talking about the work of the Lord. But I'm talking about a simple thing that that affects every single one of us. I think is we've got to maintain our spiritual focus. Amen. Our spiritual focus. Amen. Uh, clutter is a manifestation of procrastination. Uh, we, we talk, this article is talking about natural clutter, but clutter up here. Clutter up here in our minds. We fill our minds with things. Amen. It, 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 it becomes cluttered and we begin to procrastinate on things that we know we should do. So I don't want to go through a lot of what she wrote, but uh, there's a lot there that's true, and I like it. Uh, maybe sometime we can go in depth in it. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of things here, very important. Um, does anybody know the average attention span of a goldfish? Go ahead, Brother B. About five seconds. Close. You're, you're four seconds off. That was the quick conversation. The average span of a goldfish. Now, don't tell me how they found this out. This is just the statistic that I read. In fact, I read it in three or four different places. So... Maybe one gave it to the other one. But the average attention span of a goldfish. Now, I don't know whether they put the goldfish in there and they went up to the, you know, what do they call it? Uh, aquarium, the tank, and they kept their face in Seattle. I don't know. The average span, the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. Nine seconds. What is the average attention span of a human being?
15 to 20 minutes? Brother B? It's getting close. According to the different articles that I have read, the average attention span of a human being is less than a goldfish. The average attention span of a human being is eight seconds. Eight seconds. So, no matter what environment humans are in, survival depends on being able to focus on what is important. Focus on what is important. Again, I mentioned there's outside sources. They're all vying for our attention. Everybody's trying to get a little piece of our mind. This advertisement, that advertisement, this company, that company, this project, that project. Everybody's trying to get a little bit of it, okay? We need to focus on what is important. Spiritually, our survival is, this is, this is talking about natural, but our survival spiritually depends on us learning to focus on what's important. We cannot allow the devil to distract us over what's important. Souls. Again, we get to our own personal devotion, our prayer. Amen. Living for God, being faithful to God. The devil will put so many things in our path to try to distract us, to get our focus off of what it ought to be. And that's living for God. Amen. Okay. So what do you do when you need focus at work? Or what do you do when you need focus at school or at church? And, you, you, and there's things moving all around you. Things are happening all around. How in the world do you keep your focus? I want to talk about a couple of different things. There's a, there's a bunch of... Uh, in the articles that I read, it talks about preparing your brain, understand where your focus needs to be, unplug, grab some coffee. For you coffee lovers, it, it tells you coffee will help you maintain your focus. Amen. Check the thermostat. If it's too hot or too cold, you're going to lose focus, okay? Turn some music on, listen to it. Amen. And, and, it, and it, one great thing, I have to go to a lot of meetings Amen. All week I've been in meetings. We're being, uh, we unfortunately we had a lady get hurt on the job several years ago. Seemed like a very minor, minor injury. A little piece of metal went into her arm. Three years later, she's suing us for all she can get, millions of dollars. 
And so I've been in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. That's why I was running a little late tonight myself. But they say if you're in a meeting and you're in a long conference or a long meeting to improve your focus and your artistic skills, doodle. Draw things. So focus and concentration. What, what is, amen, what, what do we do? Amen. What is focus? In order to concentrate on one thing, by default, we must ignore many other things. How many of you have tried to be in two or three conversations at one time? Where's your focus? What do you have to do? Uh, constantly at work, people come up to me two or three at one time. And, and sometimes I try to do it all. And sometimes I just got to stop, say, stop, everybody stop you first. Why? I've got to focus on this problem. That's where my focus. So focus, you have to learn that you, by default, you've got to ignore other things and focus on that one thing. Focus can only occur when we have said yes to one option and no to all other options. Amen. So there's a lot of reasons why we can't focus. There's things that, you know, get distracting us. Many people talk about the, you know, well, I can multitask. And you really, you really can't multitask well now if if you were if you were in your home sister Heidi you're in your home and you've got you've got brother Dibble's latest sermon preaching on the TV you're you're watching Anne of Green Gables you say, well, while I'm watching the TV, I, while I'm watching Anna Green Gables, of course, if it was Brother Dibble's latest, latest sermon, you could do anything else and not worry about it. But Anna Green Gables, uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm going to watch Anna Green Gables. But at the same time, I'm going to go, my kitchen is right here, and I can, I can see it. And I'm going to go in the kitchen, and I'm going, to, I'm going to bake cookies for everybody. Oh, Brother Kent looks and said, whoa, what, is that going to happen tomorrow? And invariably, you're doing, you're multitasking, aren't you? You're doing two things at one time. Now try to add to that, well, I'm just going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get dinner ready at the same time and doing all this, it's all different things. What invariably is going to happen? You're going to lose focus on one or more of them. If you're, if you're baking your cookies out there and you're putting all the ingredients in and you're trying to watch Anna Green Gables out of the corner of your eye and you're putting your ingredients in and something happens and you pick, oh, I missed that. I got to go back and rewind it. Because you've got to maintain your focus on one thing. Sometimes we have to ignore other things in order to keep our focus where it ought to be. So... I want to I want to do a little a little a little work tonight. So pass these cards out. Every, give two cards to everybody. 
Brother Kent, Brother Dan. Give two cards there. I'll try to do this quick. I, I know I'm not going to get through a lot, and I, I don't know if this is making any sense to anybody, it's, but I hope it is. I hope it will help us. We're in our 2020 vision, and we want to we reach our goal. We want to see 20, 20 prodigals come back to church. We want to see 20 new souls come into the church this year. Amen. But it's going to take focus. It's going to take focus. So what I want you to do, Warren, Warren Buffett, uh, he was a famous investor. And he came up with this Warren Buffett's two list thing. This is not my idea. I, I, uh, so, you know. If it works, I'm not taking any credit for it. If it fails, I'm not taking any credit for it. Okay? Either way, I'm not taking any credit for it. So, on these two pieces of paper, or these two cards, this is a simple, what he calls a simple three-step productivity strategy to help determine priorities and actions. Okay? I want you to write on one piece of paper, on one card. Let's just go with, he, he says do 25, but for the sake of time tonight, I want you to write down 15, I want you to write down 15 goals or things that you want to see in your life. Okay? We can do it with 10, so it doesn't take so long. 10 things that you want, you, 10 goals, 10 things that you want to see in your life. Okay? Okay, so this is going to be this is going to be list A, ten things you want or goals that you want to see in your life. Now, this is something you can do on a weekly basis. Prioritize, okay, um, an exercise you could do to help you. Everybody, get their ten things. You, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but ten things that you want to see. Number one thing is I want to see 70. No, not really. No. Ten things. Now, on the second card, 
out of those 10 things, I want you to prioritize the three top things in that list. The three most important things to you in that list. Sister Tina, don't be peeking at your husband. The three top things on that list. So this is going to be list B. So you have list A with 10. List B with three. So, we have the, the two list, 10 top things, 10 things you want to see, 10 most important things in your life, and the three most, most important, the three top things in your life. What are you going to do with these lists? Besides when we're out of church, throw them in the garbage and say, oh, that was worthless. What are you going to do with these lists? What's that? You're going to focus on what? You're going to focus on list B, the top three things that are in your life. Would everybody agree with that? They would, they would be focusing on list B, the top three things. What are you going to do with list A? Excellent. You must have gone to Buffett's seminar. Most people would say, well, these things are still important to me. The other seven, they're still important to me, and they are. And so I'm going to focus on list B, the top three things, but I'm going to still keep my eye on the other seven, and if I can work on them, I'm going to work on them at the same time. Well, Buffett says, if you really want to be focused and if you really want to accomplish what needs to be accomplished, you need to take list A, the remaining seven, and throw it in the garbage. Okay? You need to take list A and throw it in the garbage, the remaining seven, and forget about them and focus on the three top things that need to be done, your three top goals. This could go for anything. You could do it for work. You could do it. There, there's a, there was a one that I came across. There's a Eisenhower box, and then there's a Ivy list. The same thing about prioritizing how to get our focus where it needs to be. Okay, it could be for work. It could be. Uh, for things around the house. It could be, you know, we want to do spiritual things. What are my spiritual, my top 
10 spiritual goals. Where do I feel God is leading me to? What do I feel God is directing me to? I want to win souls. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, I want to become a better Christian. And, and we shouldn't just use those terms, better Christian. We should specify. God, I want you to help me become a better Christian by, I need to stop speaking the way I'm speaking, or I need to stop being involved in this and, and specifically target what needs to be done in our life. Put it on that paper, list it out, pick the top ones out, throw the rest of them away, and said, this is what I'm going to focus on, and I'm going to continue until I can check every one of these off my list. Then what do you do? Then you get another piece of paper out, and you put 10 more down. And you say, okay, what are the top three here? And you get rid of the other seven. You put them off. Maybe that was some more that was on your first seven. And now they're on the top of your list. You say, okay, now I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on these things in getting them done and getting them accomplished. And I'm not going to let anything. The other seven are important. But I'm not going to let them stop me from accomplishing these things here. See where I'm going? We're looking for 20 prodigals. We're looking for 20 new souls. But we've got to have some focus. We've got to have some determination that this is where we're going. This is our goal. This is what we're going to work for. Amen. Amen. It, it's hard to make those decisions sometimes. But they need to be done. And from time to time, we need to stop and assess our life. Where is our focus. And then it's important, and I don't, I don't have time to, to keep going on here this, this evening, but it's very important that we manage our results. We need to measure our improvement. It's only through measuring, it's only through numbers, it's only through clear tracking that we have any idea if we're getting better or worse. For example, let's use our, our Bible reading. Okay? I ask everybody to not, not only just to read the Bible like we do every year, but read five Psalms and one Proverbs. This whole year. Just continue to do it the whole year. So are we accomplishing it? One way to know how to, if we're accomplishing it, we measure it. Did I do it today? Yes. Did I do it yesterday? Yes. I measure what's going on in my life. God, I, 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 I want to be this or I want to stop this. How do you see if you've accomplished? You've got to measure it, Okay. When I measured, I read this, and I brought it into my notes, and I think it's very important. They said this about a measuring accomplishment. It says, when I measured how many push-ups I did, I got stronger. When I tracked my reading habit of 20 pages per day, I read more books. When I recorded my values... I begin living with more integrity. If you don't have any goals, if you don't have any focus, you don't know if you're going to reach them or succeed to them. And if you don't track it, you don't know if you're there. 
These are things we have to be, I'm just talking about things we have to be honest with ourselves about. I told you this isn't, isn't going to be great spiritual stuff here tonight, but I think it's rubber meet the road kind of stuff. It's stuff that we all don't always take time to look at and we don't always want to look at because it means we have to be honest with ourselves. And we don't always want to do that because it will show some weaknesses in our life. Let me tell you something. Every single one of us have weaknesses in our life. Every single one of us has deficiencies spiritually where we could become better. But we've got to focus. Amen. Focus on the process, not the event. What am I trying to accomplish? Amen. Many people see health as an event. If I just lose 20 pounds, then I'll be in shape. But you don't focus on the event. You have to focus on the process. How am I going to do that? Many people see entrepreneurship as an event. If, I could, if we could get our business featured in the New York Times, we'd be set. Amen. Uh, what's funny is that this focus on the process is what you'll allow, what will allow you to enjoy the results. In other words, if I want to be a great writer, then having a best-selling book is wonderful. But the process is the only way to reach that result is to fall in love with writing. Focus on the process. If I want the world to know, if you want the world to know about your business, then it would be great to be featured in Forbes magazine. But the only way to reach that result is to fall in love with the process of marketing. Amen. If you want to be in the best shape of your life, then losing 20 pounds might be necessary. But the only way to reach that result is to fall in love with the process of eating healthy and exercising consistently. Amen. Focus. Amen. Focus on outcomes and goals is our natural tendency, but focusing on the process leads to more results over the long run. There's, there's much more I'd like to talk to us about here tonight. I, I, I hope I'm not boring you. Amen. Uh, but let me just say, in closing, Philippians 4 and 8 talks to us and lets us to know some things. And it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, there is virtue in any of these things. What does it say? Think. What is that word think pointing to? Focus. Focus on the pure. Focus on the lovely. Focus on the things of good report. Amen. And our life will, will become better. Amen. We'll accomplish what we set out to do. What is that? 20 prodigals brought back to church. 20 new people saved. That's where I want my focus. Amen.
Well, Lord bless you tonight. I hope I hope we've had gotten something out of this lesson here. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Amen. Don't forget uh, what's going on. Amen. And be faithful to the house of God. Praise God. Brother John, dismiss us tonight in our benediction in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.